awesome to be here. So excited for this weekend. We didn't know really what to expect. And here we are now having to grow ministry and having three services uh, on the week on Sunday. So uh, we're looking forward to see God do a tremendous work through Gospel Mission Church. At the same time, like it was mentioned before, many times we need your help. We need you to come on board, help us to make this run. Um, Suzanne was saying that we need over 100 volunteers for, the mar- for, for Sunday, and we need more. So uh, I invite you to put yourself before the Lord, jump on board, and let, let us see the progression of God's kingdom through Gospel Mission Church. All right, I would ask you to stand. We'll go to God's word. Father God, we thank you so much for the privilege we have to come together and... Uh, you're so amazing. You're so good. We thank you so much for this time of worship where we, where we were able to worship you and experience your presence. You're so awesome, so, so great, Father. I don't know what to say when it comes to this. You're so amazing. And thank you for showing up in our lives. Thank you for uh, being here. And, and my prayer this morning is that you would have your way in our lives, that you would speak to us, that you would reveal your thoughts, what we need to hear in our hearts. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may grab a seat. We're starting this new uh, series called uh, United or Walking in Unity. And um, while I was on holidays, uh, as I was just taking time with the Lord, I I had this illumination or I believe God spoke to me. I was this this conversation with the Lord and I was saying, God, what do we need for us to move forward? What is an ingredient that we need as we go to four services and as we step in what you have in store. And what really rang in my heart was you need to walk in unity. And uh, when it comes to unity uh, or when it comes to being unified, it's way more than a church thing. I think it's a principle uh, that is in life, that when we deal with people, when we walk with people, uh, I think there's a need for us to see the importance of, of unity. I don't know if you ever watched the movie Castaway uh, with Tom Hanks, uh, when uh, he finds himself on this island, right? Well, he, he works for FedEx, and he was in this plane. This plane crashed on an island, he, and he's alone on this island, and the only thing he has is boxes from FedEx. And he opened this box, and he finds um, Wilson. And he starts to have a relationship with Wilson, and Winston, uh, Wilson is a volleyball. And uh, so through the whole movie, he talks with Wilson, and, uh, and he's... Treating Wilson like it's a real person, it's quite funny, actually. At one point, they, they, he, I'm, I'm saying they, like both of them, like Wilson and, and, and him. And they, they, they go, I'll say they, they go on this boat and, and they make a raft and they go out and, and uh, Wilson falls in the water and he freaks out and he jumps for Wilson and he wants to save him. It's kind of funny, right, because it's, a, it's only a ball, but for him it became a person. And the reason for that is that we were made for community. We were not made to be alone. God never planned us to be alone. Um, At one point, God said, it's not good for man to be alone. This is where he created Eve, and and, uh, God instituted the family uh, through them. But the thought of walking together, the, 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 the thought of being one, is very important. It's part of life. Uh, sometimes we wish we would be alone, right? And sometimes we got to take a little breather. But when it comes to life, 
we can't do life alone. And it was in God's mind, God's heart to institute the church. It was God, in God's mind and also in God's heart to institute the family where we live together, we walk together, we grow together. And I don't think that we were able to meet our goal. I don't think that we were able to run a race alone, right? There's an uh, there's a African proverb that says that when you run alone, you run fast. But if you want to run long haul, you need others in your life. So the call to be unified is a huge topic. And as I was preparing for this, as I was looking through this topic of unity, I was overwhelmed by so many verses, so many, um, so many situations where God is looking for unity, where God wants us to walk hand in hand. Actually, when it comes to one another, there's 47 one another in the Bible. And one another, it's two words, but in the Greek, there's only one. And there's also so many other synonyms that are linked to the same thought of, of being unified. And there's a few on this here where, where we're encouraged to walk in peace, not to grumble, be of same mind, not to bite, devour, and consume one another, uh, not to complain against one another, devoted to one another, speak the truth, encourage and build uh, one, another, one another up, stimulate one another in love and good deeds, and pray for one another. And that's just a selected few. There's so many of them. So for God, unity and walking together is a big deal. And the first reason why we need unity is because we can't do it on our own. We need people in our lives. We need people to encourage us. And we also have to, also we need to be vessel of encouragement. Uh, there's nothing like seeing God use you, right? When God speaks through you, when you help someone, you make someone smile, when you make a difference in someone else's life, it's amazing, right? Because we were made for that. So God has called us to function together, to minister to one another. We all have different gifts in this place. Uh, a, a marriage has gifts. Uh, a family have, has gifts. So we're all have, we all have gifts, and, and God wants to use us all to minister to one another. Actually, when you look at Romans chapter 12, when it talks about the spiritual gifts, and also 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the edification of the saints, right? That we're called to edify one another, that we're called to minister to one another, one another and that is on the, uh, it focuses on the need that we have for one another. So when it comes to uh, walking in unity or being unified, it's a big deal. Can you tell your neighbor that unity is a big deal? Unity is a big deal. So the reason why we want unity is because we need each other. We need one another. At the same time, it's challenging because when you live in unity or you live in relationship or you live in community, there's going to be some adjustments, challenges, things that you have to go through. Actually, it's something that you have to fight for. If I give this example of marriage, to walk in unity in marriage, it's something that you have to fight for. It doesn't happen by itself. You've got to make decisions. You've got to, uh, you, you got to make a stand. In other words, if you want to be on the same page you got to be on God's page. If you want to have a healthy marriage, if you want to have healthy relationships, if you want to have a healthy church, a healthy uh, work environment, a healthy business, you got to be on God's page. you got to go to God. you got to ask God, what are you up to? What do you want to change in my life? you got to go to his word. I believe that when we are on God's page, it's a lot easier for us to be on the, page, on the same page with other people. I believe when it comes to the church to be on the same page, it's important for all of us to be on God's page. Because 
when we're on God's page, it's going to be easy for us to walk in unity. So the thing is, we don't want to be motivated uh, by selfish ambition. We don't want to be motivated by nothing else than God's will, right? Same thing when it comes to our family. We want to be on God's, uh, on God's page. Uh, I remember many years ago, 15-some years ago when we moved here, before we moved here, um, God opened the door for us to come to Winkler. And it was kind of a, should we go? We were like, before even we said, should we go? We were looking at the option. And uh, so I was more curious and, and I was leaning to come. And my wife wasn't. My wife was saying, you know, uh, this is n- no go. And so what we did is we prayed. And I know that my wife wanted to be on God's page and I wanted to be on God's page. So what we did, we, we sought the Lord, we asked for his direction, and later on we were on the same page. But first we had to go and before God and experience God, go to his word, and hear what he had to say. Because God is a speaking God. So many times we run away, so many times we, we walk away, and we don't give a chance to God to speak. So we want to be on the same page, but we have to be on God's page. So when it comes to unity, it's, it's, it's huge because uh, when we're unified, we're there for one another. But, but there's another reason why we want to have unity. Unity is God's atmosphere, the, the place where he works. It's actually the, the, the climate of heaven. When you look at heaven, it's unified. So why is God looking for unity? Is because this is where he moves. If we walk in unity, if I walk in unity with my wife, if I walk in unity with you, I'm creating, listen to this, I'm creating a platform for God to intervene. I'm creating an environment for God to move. God doesn't work in division. God doesn't work when we're separated. God works when we're unified. And I'll talk more about that in a moment. And so unity is a big deal. And uh, I want to read a verse to you that is a phenomenal verse, actually verses that you find in Ephesians. Beautiful verse that talks about that. It says, Consequently, you're no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and member of God's household. So meaning that God brought us together. We're part of the household. We're part of the family. There is the universal church where everybody is part of, and then there's the local church. God, God's desire was to create bo- a body of local people coming together. And that's what you see here in verse 20. It says, build on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as a chief cornerstone. So it's built on the prophet and the apostle, and Jesus is the cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple. Holy temple is where God dwells. In the Lord, verse twenty-two. And and in you, uh, and in you, and sorry, in in Him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. So so you see here, uh, we're we're coming together. We're making a temple, and the purpose of the temple was for God. To dwell. If you look in the Old Testament, the temple was built, the Ark of the Covenant was in the temple, and the purpose of this is for God to dwell in the temple. So God wants to dwell in the temple, and God brings us together. And I think it's so amazing to think that I'm part of what, uh, I'm part of what the apostles uh, 
fulfill or accomplish. I'm part of what uh, the, the disciples did, or the, the prophets did. I, I'm part of that picture. I'm part of this building. And, and God is building us up as a temple. And the reason why he's building us himself up uh, building us as his temple is because first he wants us to function together, but at the same time he wants to dwell in our midst. The purpose of unity is, like I said, it's the togetherness, but also creating a, a platform for God to intervene. How many of you, you want to see the glory of God in your life? You want to see the presence of God, the reality of God? But one of the things that is needed to see that happen is unity. But unity takes effort and energy. It's to make decisions. It's to see the value of it. And as we go forward, as you move forward, you got to value the word unity or the meaning of unity. And, and as you focus on unity, as you seek unity, you're creating a platform for God to intervene and move. When you look at this text, it says that we're, we're called to be his dwelling place in the spirit. I know that I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. He dwells in me and he dwells in you. But there's another level where he dwells in us. And, and when, we, when we look at this picture is that he comes, he comes in like when we worship, like we worshiped earlier. He comes in when we walk in unity and when we stand together and when we desire for him to show up. Amen? Amen. Got this logo here. It's beautiful logo. It's well made. It's beautiful. It's white, right? Wow. It's like, let's say a Christian is white. Believer, sanctified in the Lord. Uh, this logo has uh, sharp corners. It's well made. It's well, well fabricated. But the, uh, but the maker of logo, like logo, logo, Lego, thank you, not logo, Lego, thank you. That's why my wife is there, Lego. <laughs> but if you look at this Lego, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's great. It looks good. It's, there's no problem with the log, Lego. Wow, oh, man. Oh, I don't know if I said logo in the first service or last night. Anyway, so Lego. But the maker of Legos never had the intention of having a Lego stand alone, right? It's made for community. He made, that was made for community. I, I've got my kids, they were in Legos when they were younger and and we got so much at the house, I was able to find just, just this real quick. And uh, all pieces, you know, you, you can do life individually, you know. And I was looking for a final product, but they're all destroyed. I don't have them anymore. And I didn't have the, t the time to create something. But imagine if all these pieces come together and they're joined together. Um, it's amazing what it can create. It's amazing. It's, it's, you, you, you can do whatever you, you want with it. Um, I know that uh, this is a broken piece here that I have, and uh, it used to be awesome. Now it's not. I couldn't find the piece for <laughs> what's left of it. But it used to, be, used to be good. But it's all pieces that came together, different shape, different forms, you know, all coming together. And the thing is, when we come together... And we function together, we're creating a place for God to work. We're creating a place for God to move. And that's me and you. Um, I would like to say, God, I would want to be like the apostle at the bottom of the building. I don't have to be on the steeple. I just want to be part of this 
huge movement that is your local church um, where unity is found, where you come and move in, where you come and dwell. Um, this is a huge topic. Like I said, uh, as I was doing, preparing this sermon, I realized the importance of unity. It just, it just grabbed my heart. I, I think about the enemy. I think about the first thing that the enemy had on his agenda when Adam and Eve were in the garden was to separate them from God. That was the first thing. It was to bring division between God and, and humanity. That was his agenda. He made uh, Adam and Eve doubt, did God really say? And what he wanted to do was put a wedge between them and God. And then what happened after when, when they had sin, uh, they ran away, and that's, what ten, that's a tendency, that's what we do. We, that's the first thing we want to do, we want to run away, and they ran away, and, and God was in, in the garden, and he was saying, where are you, Adam? And, and the first thing that Adam said, it's, he said, it's my wife that you gave me. So putting a wedge between him and her. And then later on, you got the story of Cain and Abel, where Cain kills his brother. You, you see that from the get-go, there was a battle going on towards unity. And that's what the enemy is all about. It's to bring division. Because the enemy knows that when we're divided, we don't minister to one another. We put a shield up. We resist. And also... He knows that when we come in unity, when a marriage functions in unison, when a church works together, he shows up. Because that's his atmosphere. That's what he's looking for. You see? So when you look at unity, it's a huge component. It's really necessary. If we want to see God moving, if we want to move forward with, with God, if we want to see uh, new grounds, if we want to see the progression of God's kingdom, we got to realize that the topic of unity is a huge topic. To be on the same page we got to be on God's page. So why is unity such a big deal? I'd like to lay the foundation of that this morning. The reason why unity is a huge thing is because God is unified. God is one. If you look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, Here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So God is not divided. When Jesus walked on earth, he talked about his Father. When the Holy Spirit... He said the Holy Spirit would come and, and, and the Holy Spirit would reveal all the truth that Jesus, of, of what Jesus said. So he came to glorify, to speak about Jesus. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they function together. So that's the unity of God. They're not in competition. They're not fighting against each other. They're complementing each other. They're working together. They're, we, we see them in baptism, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So they're unified. So that's how God is. So this is what God wants to see in his children. He wants us to imitate him. He wants us to be unified. And it's not like God has left us orphans and say, do it on your own. He gave us his word. He gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave, he gave us other people with experience that journeyed along, that, that journeyed ahead of us. And what we're called to do is to take from that, learn from that, and, and, and function towards unity because God is unified. Secondly, the other reason why we want unity is because it's God's climate. And I shared about that earlier. But I want to read to you Matthew 18, verse 19. It says, again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. That's pretty cool, right? But look at the condition, the condition for that. For where there's two or three, for where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. When it says in his name, it's not just by the mentioning of the name Jesus. 
It's about who Christ is in his character. And it's to have him in our lives where we seek to be like him. So the, the verse says that if we're two or three are gathered in his name, wanting him, wanting to walk according to his ways, seeking him, the real him in our lives, he's going to be there. It changes everything, right, if he's there. If he's in my marriage, if he's in my family, if he's in my business, if he's in my workplace, if he's in my church, it changes everything. So you see, that's the atmosphere where Christ comes. Come, Christ comes where there's unity. Uh, Christ comes when there's a sense of belonging where we say, hey, we're together in this. Let's journey together. Let's grow. Let's deal with issues. Let's talk to one another. Let's, let's move forward. God is in this, you see? So when we look at growth, when we look at um, success, when it comes to relationships, marriage, church, business, we've got to take the time to study unity. We've got to take the time and see the, the importance of it. And we need to um, have it in our lives. We need to seek it and desire it. So it's God's climate. Like, it, it says in 1 Peter chapter 3, just to talk about marriage here, it says that if I'm disunified with my wife, my prayers are hindered. That's a big deal. I was talking to Brenton about that before the service. That's a big deal. My prayers are hindered. I cannot only have a vertical, horizontal relationship. I need to have a, a vertical. I, I've got to do my best to heal. I've got to do my best. I've got to do my best to be on God's page, right? And I know sometimes it, 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 it takes two, but I've got to go before God and say, God, I'm seeking unity. I want uh, reconciliation. I want to grow with my, with my wife or with my husband. I want that in my life. And, and if I don't, if I don't take that seriously and I say, oh, it's no big deal, my prayers are hinders, hindered. That's huge, right, when you think about that. So unity is a big deal. Can you tell your neighbor that unity is a big deal? It's a big deal. Jesus prayed for it. Just before he was taken to be crucified, he interceded for us to the Father, and he prayed that we would be unified. Look what it says in John 17, verse 20. My prayer is not... For them alone, I pray also for those who believe in who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may, may be one Father, just as you are in me and I in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in them. May they be brought to complete unity. Wow. May they be brought to complete unity so the world, uh, to, to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. What, what a text, right? That talks about Jesus praying for us to be unified. Father, I want them to be unified and to the point of complete unity. That's the heart of Jesus. That's what Jesus prayed for. That's what he wants to see. First, this is where we can go on because we minister to one another. But also, because this is where God dwells. That's the culture, the context of heaven. Also, 
Why is unity a big deal? Because this is what the Holy Spirit desires. That's one of the work of the Holy Spirit, to bind us together. The Holy Spirit is working in our lives and around our lives to bring us together, to bring a husband and a wife together. And that's what he's doing. He's working in the back scene, around, back scene working around you to, to get you together. Same thing with the church, bring us together. And when it comes to your workplace or your business, as you're wanting to move forward, God is working. The Holy Spirit wants this. That's his desire. And you find that. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love, eager, you see, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of love. Eager. Say, God, yeah, I want to work with you. Yeah, God, I want to see unity. I want to see us come together. I want to see your presence. I want to see Jesus come. I want to see the will of God be done. So we are eagerly desire unity because that's what the Spirit is all about. Wants us to be together. So, so that's the reason why one of the characteristics or the calling of the Holy Spirit. And you also find that was Peter's desire in prayer. Peter prayed for that. And, and under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, look, look what he says. He says, finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. I was called to bless. I was called to build. And I will inherit a blessing. You see? So Peter urged us under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, finally all of you live in harmony with one another. Walk with one another and, and bless and be there to encourage one another. And as you do this, God shows up. You see? God shows up. If you look at businesses that are disunified, if you look at churches that are disunified, family that are disunified, it's not fun, right? It's not fun to be in a culture or an environment where there's no unity, right? It's not fun when, um, when, when there's this unity. It kills momentum. It creates a heavy atmosphere. It generates unhealthy conflicts, and it creates clans. That's what it does, right? So, so, so we want to have unity because living in an un, un Un, uh, in a um, divisive, if, I, if that's the right word, uh, walking in, in an ununity environment, it, it's not pleasant. And we were not made to walk in, a, in an environment where there's no unity. So God wants to bring unity, and that's the work of the Holy Spirit. You see Paul's heart also in Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 and verse 2, he says, Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then, otherwise, he's saying here, as this is happening, then make me truly happy. Make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with the same mind and purpose. And, and Paul had credibility here. He was a church planter. He was there in Macedonia. He gave himself for the cause, and, and he wanted to see the church prosper. And he goes to them, and he says, hey, make me Happy, make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly together. Wow. Because Paul knew that if they agreed to live together 
If they made this decision of functioning together, they would minister to one another, and healing and, and ministry would happen, but also God would show up. God would show up. Paul was aware of that. And I think the church needs to be aware of that. Like I said, when I was preparing this, I was saying we don't talk enough about that because it's such a big deal. It's such a big deal. Because sometimes we think that we can see God show up in disunity. Wherever level it might be, whatever, whatever platform it is. And it's so not true. we got to work towards unity. we got to value it because this is a platform where God moves. At the same time, like I read earlier, it's also our testimony to the world. Right? It's our testimony to the world. Like it says in John 13 verse 34. So now... I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I've loved you. You should love one another. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. I think that's so huge. The proof that we are his disciples is that we love one another. Pretty, pretty clear, pretty simple. At the same time, very challenging, right? It is challenging. But we got to value unity. We got to say this is an important. Uh, this is an important matter. I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to. I'm going to live for it. I'm going to. I'm going to pour some energy in it. I, I will go before God for it because it, it makes a huge difference. You know, the when it comes to the when it comes to unity, it's only with unity that you can move forward. I, imagine if I if I can have your attention. Imagine if you're ununified in your marriage. You're not able to go anywhere. You're caught in status quo. Imagine if you're a business and you have conflicts when it comes to leadership. You won't be able to go anywhere, right? You're, you're boxed. You're limited. It's the same thing with the church. If the church is not unified, it cannot go anywhere because it has, it, it can't because it's not unified. So, so when you look at unity, I believe it's something we should desire in our hearts. I like what Amos chapter 3, verse 3 says. Can two walk together without agreeing on the direction? No, they can't. So what is God up to? What is God wanting to do? We've got to take a picture that God has a plan, and this plan is to see uh, progress and multiplication in the church, in your life, in your business, and all this. But to see that happen, you've got to agree. You got to agree together. There's not going to be any movement forward if there's no agreement. You see? So I know all of us, we want to go forward. All of us, we want to see our marriage go somewhere, right? All of us, if you have a business, you want to see your business go somewhere or your job, your school. You want to go somewhere. You don't want to go to school for nothing. But if I don't maintain a culture of unity, it will affect me in life. It will. I look at the next generation here. Like, unity is so big. Like, we live in a life where we focus on this, right? We want to be on top of the, we want to be on the, on the steeple of things. And, and, and we look at our world and focus a lot on individualism. And I think it's so wrong. Because the reality is for us to do what we're called to do, we need each other. And also for God to show up in a mighty way, in a supernatural way. Mm. We got to be together. My prayer is that we would choose unity. We would function towards unity. We would say, God, this is huge. I want to be, I, I, I want to I guard it. I want to I see it in my life. At the same time, I want to see you show up. St. Augustine said, in essentials, we need unity. In non-essential, liberty. In all things, love. 
And I think that's what we have to focus on, God. What is the essentials? What is important? Well, very simple. God wants us to have healthy relationships. And what we need to do is we got to do all or pos- all what we can to, re- to remove any obstacles that would create division. Amen? Maybe you're here for the first time or maybe you've been coming for a while. Maybe you came with a friend. And God's desire is to be unified with you. God wants to be in your life. And maybe there's a wedge in your life now where you're not walking with him. You know about him, but right now you're not walking with him. And there's a wedge between you and him. And God's desire is to be in your life. It's to have you reconcile. This is why Jesus came. So the thing is, the church is not a perfect context. We're all people that are growing. We all made mistakes in the past, and we will make mistakes. So if you are thinking that you're not good enough for God, well, welcome to the club. You know, it's the story of grace. And the grace of God is extended to each one of us. And my prayer is that you would not leave this place without being reconciled with God. Be reconciled with God. Maybe you are halfway. Maybe you, you are with God, but you can get closer. May you make a commitment today to get even closer to God. To say, God, I want to be Velcroed to you. And as I start this fall, I want to be Velcroed to you. I want to spend more time with you. I want to spend more time in your word. I can't do it, may you, but empower me by your spirit. I can't do it alone. But help me to discipline myself. Help me to seek what is good. And maybe this morning you come to church, but you're not unified to a body. Maybe you're not connected. God doesn't want you to do life alone. God wants you to live in community. God wants you to be connected. Maybe you're here and you're connected, but you don't see the value of of unity. You you see, oh, it's good when you come to church where it's unified, but you don't realize or you you don't really, you never saw that uh, the platform for God to move in and to intervene in a supernatural way is when we build this temple that he builds this temple temple of us and, and we're part of making unity to see his presence. I just pray that God would trigger our hearts and see the value of that this morning. Amen? I would ask you to stand. With all the eyes closed this morning, maybe you're here for the first time, and, or like I said earlier, do you, do you want to recommit your life to the Lord, give your life to the Lord, come back to the Father? If that's you, I want, to raise, I want you to raise up your hand. This is a step of faith. Thank you so much. Someone else? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome to see your hands up. Thank you so much. On the balcony, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Lord, we come to you. We surrender to you. Father, thank you for your grace that we can run to you. Thank you for the year of the Lord's favor that we can receive healing, restoration. Father, we run to you. We choose to be unified with you, Father. We bring to you the heaviness of our hearts. We bring to you our sins. We bring to you what we carry. We say, here, God, I I surrender. I repent. Here I am. I'm yours. See that in your heart. See that in, in your words. Like I said, maybe this morning you got to say, God, I give me a passion for unity. Open my eyes to the value of unity. Mm. Father, we choose unity. 
We choose to walk together. I pray for every marriage here to walk in unity. Every household, I pray unity. For this church, unity. For every business represented here, every workplace, I pray for unity. The unity of the Spirit. Because, Father, we want you in our business. We want you in the church. We want you in our marriage. So we seek to reconcile. We seek unity. We value it. We give you glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen.